Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, soap fans and true believers. It's been a crazy start to the new year. So, of course, like the soaps, we were preempted by the madness. But hey, at least my tweet about my dream to have a soap-loving president went viral. Christina Sullivan, a.k.a. Stephanie Markham on Forever and Today, is my guest. We talk about that, of course, as well as her new book and Days of Our Lives. We even get into those uncomfortable stories. So enjoy. You're listening to Believe in Soap Operas. And it's a new year, and I have yet another one of my favorite co-stars in from Forever and a Day, Miss Christina Sullivan. How are you doing, Christina? Good. How are you? I am good. You know, I think it's finally set in that it's a new year. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's just so weird because 2020 was just the weirdest year ever. So I, I don't know. I'm just hoping for so much better in 2021. So we'll see. But good hopes, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like that's sort of where we all are, because the thing, the, the craziest thing about 2020 is that it was weird for everyone. Even if you're you were doing OK and you were still working there, everything was different. And it was an unprecedented you know, year like my grandparents who are still alive, like can remember like little bits of other times where there were maybe like one thing going on that, that we may not know, be aware of, but nothing like this has ever happened before in the United States. Yeah, definitely. But I guess, you know, that's kind of one of the good things, just that we all have that same shared experience as opposed to just being all isolated by ourselves and nobody understands what we're going through because we're all going through this together. So Hopefully, at least maybe it can help to unify people. Yeah. And, and I think that was my hope as well. And, you know, luckily I started doing this podcast for Believe just as the pandemic, you know, happened and we all started to be locked down. And one of the things that that really helped a lot of people, I think, not just me and, and maybe you too, is that the soaps, this resurgence of daytime television and how, you know, for Days of Our Lives, the one I know you watch it really felt like there, there was no gap for days. And it was one of the few things new. And we see with the new show coming Pine Valley and with the story of soaps that ABC aired, there was a lot of renewal. Even TV Guide had all four soaps on the cover because that's what was on. And people were all of a sudden home during the day. So, so that's one of the really cool things that I hope sort of lasts and, and, and was a, certainly a good thing to come out of 2020. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. And I also feel that for something that's happening that's just so unpredictable all year long, to be able to watch soaps is really comforting because even though things around you might be completely crazy, you can turn on your TV and you can see these people and, and families and, and, and just 
the same people that you've grown up with, possibly if you've watched as long as I have, you get to see them live their lives without all the craziness, but a different kind of craziness because things are always crazy on the soaps, but not the same things that we're dealing with in real life. So it's comforting to get that little bit of escapism where you can just turn on your TV and, and watch them for an hour. So I, I felt like that was really great. Yeah. And that's the thing is it is escapism and that's how it started. But there is also that real element. And I know you said it and I've said it on here before that family element that they are a part of our family. I've been watching the ABC soaps, which now General Hospital is the only one left my whole life. And for you, has it been the same with days you've been watching your whole life? Yeah, it has. I have been watching Days of Our Lives for as long as I can remember because that's the show that my family watches. My mom, my aunts, my grandma when she was alive, we all would watch the same show together. So it was a, a family show. So it's always nice throughout the years to, to see these people on the screen that they've become like members of the family. Sometimes we might even talk about them like we know <laughs> yeah. real when really we don't, but we kind of do. So it's it, it's nice to have like a family thing where the family can talk about. Yeah. Growing up, my parents weren't together for most of my life, but what was funny is they both watched the ABC soaps. So it was something that I could do from either household and talk about it. Or like one of my cousins, he and uh, his mom and I would talk about general hospital. Like to this day, my grandmother and I like even text about it. And I set up my Hulu account so she could watch it in case she had something to do, like and couldn't watch it live. And yeah, it, it's so nice to do that. And, and I've been here with my mom in Texas the whole quarantine. And we've gotten to where we had started watching Y&R a while back, like years ago. And it's sort of our second love to GH. But we were watching Days and a little bit of Bold, I will say. It's, it's definitely not my favorite. But we've come to really love Days of Our Lives as new viewers. That's great. I, I, I love to hear that because, you know, I've been watching forever and it's nice that like new people are still joining the Days family. Well, because the good thing about Days is that because their production schedule was always so crazy, like eight months ahead, like that had been like sort of their heel for the longest time as far as not being able to see the reactions and change things before they go too far. But I like the fact that they were on and they were new while the flashbacks and the different things some of the other soaps did was bringing people in in their own way. Days having new episodes, I think, what is what brought a lot of viewers to them. And it does help when you see familiar faces like Brandon Barash and Tamara Braun really bring you in. Or Wally Kurth actually still does Days in General Hospital. Yeah, I think that was really great that they were able to have new episodes throughout this entire thing. Like, that's so amazing. Like, what show is capable of having so many episodes that are just there waiting to air? So I'm really impressed by them having done that. Um, although, of course, throughout the years, that has always been kind of not really a good thing because when storylines are a little wonky sometimes, they can't just fix them quickly. They have to just kind of let it play out because they already taped all those episodes. So I, I don't know, like it's such a, a, a weird thing because the good thing is if there's something crazy going on, you have all these episodes you can play, but then sometimes the episodes could have been better if you had gotten a, a, a quicker reaction from people. So yeah, I don't know, we'll see what they do moving forward. 
Yeah, because now they're closer. And, and I know Ron Carvalotti, the head writer, from doing General Hospital and One Life to Live before that. And One Life to Live was my favorite. And I thought that for, if anybody had to write the end, Ron was perfect for it. Ron knows his history. He really does take chances and he does big soapy ideas. And that's why, you know, the whole time jump for days was a big thing. Like I've never heard any soap doing that. And I watched my dad's old Dark Shadows tapes. I mean, they did some crazy stuff as with Port Charles, but that was like a big thing that could have gone really bad. But because you have someone like Ron who gets it and understands what a soap audience wants. And, and I know he's not everyone's favorite, but he, he really did a lot with General Hospital and changing some of the direction when he went over there and apparently was there to end it. But because he's a good writer, it's been saved. And the, the ratings for days are hit or miss, but that's kind of always been the thing. But I think that he's really come a long way. And as someone who's not a, a day's lifer like you, what do you think about Ron's style? Is, does this fit the days of our lives that you're used to? Well, I mean, I guess I would say that it does only because I've been watching for so long throughout the years. There's been so many different things happening with, you know, sometimes writers will come and go and actors will come and go and, and whatnot. And so there's been so many different changes. It's like, yes, of course, the days I'm watching today isn't the same days that I was watching in, in the 80s or 90s or whenever. So that's kind of part of the days allure is it's not always going to be the same show but you're gonna see so many familiar faces you're gonna love it regardless yeah and that's good because that's one thing I really like about days because even as a new viewer I'm like oh they have a really good balance and you don't see the same people every day and you really see a lot of the veterans and General Hospital's gotten to that place now and and YNR has always been a little bit like that but that's something I see that has been consistent throughout days like that I've been watching. Is is that something that they've always done really well? Yeah, it has. Um, but it, it's interesting, though, because the cast is so large. And of course, you know, I have my favorites that I would prefer to just see these people. <laughs> oh, we and all then do. Everyone else can just, you know, not be seen at all. They're, they can just have moved somewhere. Um, so yeah, they, they do a pretty good job of rotating the cast where you're not always seeing the same people, but I, I kind of prefer to just see my favorites. I know it, it's really hard sometimes, especially because we, we are actors too and creators too. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but it is one of those things that I understand. I sometimes have to be like, no, you can't be a fan first and do some of this because as a fan, you want to be screaming. Oh no, I don't want to see her every day. Like, <laughs> oh no, I want to see this guy and this girl and this storyline. I don't care. And it was funny to me because, you know, soap Twitter, I'm sure you're well aware is crazy as I say it's always like a feeding frenzy for sharks when stuff comes out but they always post the episode counts of actors and with General Hospital there and it's always been this way since they were the characters came on so people should at this point just get it it is the Sonny Carly Jason show <laughs> those three actors have the biggest like episode counts but it was it's so weird to see like the, the way the other soaps represent there is way more balance on days and I like that, but it's funny to me what people pick apart in that. And they want to talk about that little bit that, oh, these three people have it. But I'm like, why don't we talk about the positive side? Look at all <laughs> this for day, like how the other soaps balance. Like, 
Yeah, and I also do appreciate with days that when you do look at those episode counts, usually some of the people with the highest episode counts are some of those veterans that have been on yeah. the show for years. Like Deidre Hall, yeah. She was yeah, at the exactly. top as well. So, and it's like, oh, that's awesome. She should be there. That's Marlena. I didn't even watch days and I knew who she was. Right. Yeah. So I appreciate that they don't just, oh, somebody's getting older. We're, we're just going to not really show them as much. They're just going to be grandma, grandpa, whatever. I appreciate that they don't do that. And they show more respect to their older actors where they still give them good storylines and give them airtime because a lot of the longtime viewers, that's really who we want to see mostly is those people that we have been seeing for years. Yeah, and that's where I'll say is interesting sometimes the reaction because that that is the thing that you want, should want to see, the, the veterans and the people who've been there. And especially if they want story because sometimes people get to a point where they're like, you know what, I just sort of want to show up and be in the background and that's fine too. And, and we should listen to them when they say that. But yeah, like when you have a newcomer and that was the interesting part about the list is I'm like, yeah, y'all are complaining about this up here, but what about this actress who's been on the show really recently and is up on the list above, let's just say, some veterans? So, again, that's what I find so funny about what people choose to focus on when it comes to the soaps. Are you more of that positive viewer where I'm like, look, the, overall, the show's great. I don't enjoy this storyline, maybe, but I'm sure someone does. <laughs> Yeah, overall, I am just, this show's amazing. I love it. It's my favorite show. It's the best show in the world <laughs> because I, I love it so much and I grew up with it. Like, I'm just, you know, ride or die. Like, this is my yeah. show. Like, you, you know, kind of like when you have a good friend and then somebody else is talking trash about them and you're like, no, you can't say anything about <laughs> my friend. Yeah. So it's like, this is my show. Don't say anything about my show. But I mean, yeah, of course, even though, you know, I, I don't really like to speak much about it because I love it so much. There are a few storylines and, and characters that I don't like, uh, but, you know, I'm not really going to say much about it because I love the show. But yeah, I mean, definitely it's 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 <laughs> not perfect but I like it. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, this is my nice positive way of possibly transitioning into some of those things, because <laughs> I feel like uh, as women, there's certainly a storyline. And I think people would kind of be shocked, maybe get my opinion on it. And this is why I really wanted to hear yours. A lot of fans are very angry about the trip. Allie, Charlie now, uh, as most of us predicted, rape storyline. And it is one of those very tricky things to navigate. And I may be in the wrong line by a lot of people, but Ron has handled this before. And, and it had mixed reviews as well when it was on One Life to Live. I won't delve too much into that since you weren't a watcher then. But essentially the character that uh, the guy was at the time, but this may have been they were already laying the groundwork for the original Todd to come back, the original guy, and that he was going to turn out to not actually be the guy who raped this woman a long time ago uh, on the show. And they had a romance because she didn't know who he was and because she'd lost her memory and he has a different face. And even though she looked it up and knew this happened and he sort of told her, he didn't say it was him. But again, he has the memories of this other dude uh, and it's, it wasn't really him. So they sort of changed it into a more positive way, if that makes sense. And I know people are still upset about it, but <laughs> let's be fair. Like Todd, even as the character that, that did the horrible thing had sort of resumed himself in a lot of ways. So it wasn't like a right after. 
And I feel like there's a lot more nuance as well as in this storyline that I think sometimes we have to look at the big picture. We may first be triggered, but let's see how this plays out. Like <laughs> that's where I'm at. And, and I'm enjoying a lot of parts of it. I think that all of the actors in it have been well cast and, and I know that uh, Trip was not a recast, but we have, you know, now they aged up Allie and little Lindsay Arnold is doing so great. And Mike Manning is so good as Charlie. So I think that really helps. And, you know, Lucas Adams is sympathetic with Trip, And it is a tough thing to navigate. But I'm enjoying it as much as one can, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. The whole story... It, I, I mean, it, it bothers me. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly how it's gonna play out, but I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the whole rape thing and the way it's being handled is just—I I don't think that would be one of the best storylines that have come from this show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all trying to be like really nice as I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah I don't like it. Um, but, but I mean, of course, there are some aspects of, of it that I like, like the fact that I think Lindsay's doing a really good job with the Allie character. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning with her not really wanting to interact with the baby because of the rape and, and all this stuff before the audience even knew all the details, she was just playing it really well. And, and I just feel like, that part of it like her acting is amazing but then it just gets really weird and convoluted and, and soapy with the whole trip and charlie and and what's going on like trip just happened to be there charlie was there Allie was there why are all these salem people in another country and then the, yeah. she gets raped in that country and then i'm like a super like law and order fan type of person so i'm thinking <laughs> of the legal aspects of it like okay so now you're reporting this rape to the salem police when it happened in another country so i i don't think the salem police department has any jurisdiction in that country so i'm like picking apart all these little things but um and yeah they i did mean, go over that part at least and it was like civil it, it and, and that's where I'll say that some of it I'm a little like, okay, but it, but I have to go with the soap logic of it. Like, okay, so like it is crazy that all three of them are there, but one would assume maybe Charlie followed Trip there. So it's really just these two that are coincidental, but they're both young, they're both hot. Okay, like we can go with it, but they just made, uh, Charlie seems so suspicious in the beginning and, and they made it where it's like Trip can't possibly have done this, right? Because he feels bad about everything going on. Even he cares about Kayla and you're like, I don't want to like a rapist, but I kind of do. Surely he's not a rapist. <laughs> and to me, one of the things that people have commented on is that uh, Allie, you know, they're making her look stupid. And I'm like, no, I mean, that's not how I look at it. It's like, she isn't wrong because why would she think there's any that it was anyone else like there is a lot of logic in it like it may be someone else but she believes 100 percent. and why wouldn't she all of the evidence everything that happened points to that so i don't think it makes her look bad in any way i mean it, even if it's wrong it's like no why why would anyone not believe that yeah i, I mean everything that she was yeah. saying about I mean she didn't remember what happened but she remembered Trip being there so yeah. I mean I would assume that like some other person just popped up somehow and then you know with the DNA test it said it was Trip which kind of boggles my mind a little bit because like okay well even if 
him and Charlie are brothers, unless they're identical twins, their DNA wouldn't be identical. But I mean, whatever, this is soap world. So who knows? Well, but, and, uh... and DNA tests, like, that's what's weird is like, they, they want to make them like 100% spot on accurate in like the crime shows, or like, you know, when it's convenient. But this is along the lines of a more realistic thing that it's like, yeah, they really just look for similarity in the genetic markers. And like that would be that that's happened a lot of times in a lot of cases in, in real life, too. So I'm like, that's not too far off. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know, but it's just a little too coincidental. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the whole story, I don't know, it's, it's just I, I'm loving Allie. I, I think she's a great addition to the cast. And Charlie, I'm so disappointed that he's a rapist. Um, I just thought from the moment he bumbled his way into Titan, <laughs> he was just so cute. I know, but, he's adorable. And the know. glasses really do it for me. I hate to say it, but I, I know. I, I mean, at least like Trip gets to be the hero because he just, I was like, unless we're going like a big little lies thing here with we're the hottie, well, there's got to be more to this, right? But yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just hoping that you know, there's some some good justice here because I feel like that would be unfortunate if you see Allie going through all of this. She's completely traumatized as she should be. And then, you know, there's no justice at the end. Like I would love for there to be a payoff where, you know, Charlie actually, I mean, I don't know how they'll do it since this happened in another country, but somehow yeah. he, you know, some something happens where he gets some sort of justice. I don't know, maybe Samuel shoot him. Well, I mean- <laughs> Maybe yeah. I shouldn't say that because I, I don't want to like advocate violence against people, but um, but yeah, some something needs to happen. <laughs> and it's not like everyone hasn't tried to shoot Trip, so it's only fair that Charlie at least be shot at like once. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you know, pre- pretty much on Soap World, everybody shoots at everybody yeah. at some point. Yeah, and I love his relationship with his mother. It's very psycho. Um, and because I, I love me some Tamara Bond, like even when she's not played the greatest characters, I love her. She's one of the most delightful people on the planet. And her playing this badass like mob woman is fun to me because I didn't see the first time around. But I'm like, ooh, like, are we going to redeem Ava or are her and Charlie both going to die? I guess it just depends on how long she's sticking around. So that part of it, I really do like their dynamic and, and how creepy it's turned. But I feel bad for Claire, but maybe this pushes Claire and Ben together. <laughs> Oh, but oh my goodness. Yeah. Poor Claire. I mean, she already is dealing with different mental health issues. And now she has like this new rapist boyfriend. Great. Yeah. Just what she doesn't need. Ugh. Yeah. I I, I don't like this at all. And I I don't want her with Ben. Like, it's like, (laughs) my goodness. Like, your cousin is so soapy. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. But It's like her cousin or aunt or I don't know. I'm so confused with relationships sometimes, but whatever. Sierra's out there somewhere and then she's going to come home and then it's like, oh. um." (laughs) Because (laughs) that would be when Sierra comes home though. Because as we've both been watching soaps our whole life, it's like, that's just how it happens. It's like, Ben will save Claire and Claire and Ben will like, or almost get together or they finally do. And then that's when Sierra's alive. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Of course. Yeah, we've predicted it. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's exactly how it'll happen. 
I love soaps because like in some ways they're unpredictable and they've been really good about keeping spoilers out. Like, and I don't know if it's because of the lot less people on the set or whatever, but several times like General Hospital and Days have surprised me lately with stuff. And I'm like, wow, like they kept that under wraps. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's always good when they're able to do that. Cause I mean, it's more fun to just kind of speculate on your own what may or may not happen than just like seeing yeah. it there like oh this is what's gonna happen like oh well thanks thanks I've been waiting for this payoff for so long and now I, you know I already know what's gonna happen yeah like I'm not a big spoiler person like but you just it's hard sometimes to navigate the internet without them popping up to a degree but yeah I, I like to make my own idea which is usually like pretty you know spot on just because they are predictable in a way. And when you pay attention, you kind of see things. They, they do a good job of foreshadowing. That was me, like with Charlie. There was always something off about him. But I kind of am hoping that he was Xander's son, but then maybe not, like, at this point. But Because hmm. they, they had a cute relationship, Xander trying to teach him how to, like, date Claire. <laughs> it's like, oh, Xander, you give really bad advice, especially if you knew the whole picture, but you're trying. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny because for some reason, Charlie actually gives me a little bit of Philip vibes because, oh, like, yeah. they're both so, like, like, Philip has the cutest, mischievous little grin. Oh, He's yeah. one of my favorite characters. Like, I love when he just smiles and it, like, but there's something about him and Charlie that's just, like a similar type vibe yeah I, I see like that it. yeah it's funny about uh, like at first I didn't want to like Philip because I like Xander but I'm like no they're they're kind of the same like in, in a good way and I like that I, I I think they're both adorable and I'm really rooting for Philip and Chloe <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely team Philip. Like I've liked him ever since I think it was like in the 90s when him and Belle and Sean and Chloe and everybody was in high school together. And I've just thought he was just the cutest character, especially because yeah. like, he has that edge to him. Yeah. But it's not like the typical bad boy leather jacket motorcycle edge, but it's like something else something different it's like if you just look at him with that cute little smile you're not gonna just think oh there's something sinister underneath but like really there is and I like that yeah as someone who's always loved Nicholas Cassadine on General Hospital Philip and Xander both to a degree have that Nicholas vibe to them that I like they're dark horse but there's that underneath that they're really sweet yeah yeah and there's that too about him where like he has the sweetness but then he also has that edge where if you cross him he's not no, gonna be yeah. sweet to you, but, <laughs> but if he likes you then you're good yeah and, and those characters are the most fun that's why i'm really enjoying ava vitale and i i love a good bad girl and that's what's funny to me is when i sur first started watching because i started from like april fools on because i wanted to see greg rickard and um at first i didn't like kate i was like man she's just kind of a bitch like in popping up like always screwing stuff up for abe just over here and then now i'm like oh so this is Kate. This is great. I love Kate because she don't give a flying F about anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kate's a, a good character. Um, yeah. She's been like that for years. She's definitely a lot of fun. And I think she's pretty much slept with 
I don't know, maybe all the men in Salem? <laughs> yeah. I was like, so she sleeps with everyone. Okay, I got that. So what do you think about her and Jake? I actually really like them. Ew. <laughs> I mean, Ew, that was, the, that was the perfect reaction. Ew. <laughs> I think maybe she'd be a better pairing um, to go back with Roman. I, I thought that was a, a pretty good match. And, and I mean, not that all matches have to always be like age appropriate or whatever, but I mean, I think she was with Jake's father and, and now Jake and uh, I mean, she's been with everybody. So whatever, but I thought her and Roman were, were pretty cool together. Yeah. Like, uh, cause I, I am the last to throw stones about the May, December thing. Cause I don't find men attractive unless they're 10 more or plus years older than me. And I'm guaranteed that the age difference is not as much as my beloved Valentine on, on general hospital and me. So I, I, I sometimes they, they go a little too far, I think. Cause it's funny because Brady and Kristen bother me a little bit because she's the child and I'm like, and he's such an adult and it just, and it just seems weird. Uh, but like, that's for a different reason. Cause they're the age difference between Kate and Jake is probably similar. I mean, maybe not with the timelines of the births or whatever, but it's a soap. So I've learned just to, you know, deal with the fact that sometimes they don't age people the same rate as they do other kids because the woman never ages. Like uh, Liz on General Hospital, it's like her kids were born way before these other kids. But okay, we'll just deal with that. We have to go with the actors' ages sometimes, but it's more the character lines because there are just some that you're like, yeah, but if they have to really ruin this woman to be with this man, do we really want them like age or not? Like, that's what's weird. Or like in the case of Brady and Kristen, I like Kristen, but it's pretty clear that she has better chemistry with some of the ladies. I see it with Lonnie, who's obviously in love with her. And um, <laughs> even yeah, Ava. The, the Brady and Kristen thing is super weird. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, Kristen and, and Marlena, they have a lot of history back in the day. So I think they're kind of supposed to be like vaguely around the same age or whatnot. Yeah. But, um, you know, there is supposed to be a super huge age difference between Kristen and Brady, but they're not really playing it off like that. Like, it's like the show is kind of trying to make you believe they're around the same age because that's not really brought up or whatever. So it's just, that's kind of odd to me because like, okay, clearly this is, I mean, they look like mother and son. It's odd. <laughs> but um, yes, also the thing with Kristen and Lonnie, it is just the weirdest thing yeah. because why is it that you're really gonna have Lonnie behaving like she is just 100% obsessed with Kristen? Like who cares about her husband, her babies, whatever? She'll go to prison for Kristen and they're not gonna go in the direction mm-hmm. of okay, well, Lonnie and Kristen have these feelings for each other. They're going to be in a relationship. They're going to be together. This is the direction we're going to go in. But they're not doing that. Instead, they just, they're kind of behaving storyline-wise like that attraction isn't there when it's like, okay, obviously it must be because why else would you risk like everything in your life for this person? So it's kind of odd. It's like, what would make the most sense definitely just put Lonnie and Kristen together because the way they're playing it off now is just kind of odd 
Oh yeah, and I feel like as the leading lesbian on a soap opera, I can say this, it's so gay. Like, <laughs> like um, you know, puns and jokes aside, it's just like, this is so there, just go there. And, and I know Ron has no problem writing for gay characters and he's always tried to input that, but sometimes producers don't allow him. That's sort of what happened on One Life to Live with the Kyle and Fish story. Um, and that wasn't his fault, but on GH, uh, there were several gay characters that were leads in stories when he was there. So there's definitely not that problem, but it's one of those things that it could be a producer issue, but I just want to know what the hell's wrong with Lonnie. You got like the hottest dude on this show who is good. He is strong, but since I mean, like Eli is essentially perfect, but she off with Kristen, who I love Stacey Hayduck. And I think the character of Kristen is interesting, but what? <laughs> well, yeah, the way they're playing this Lonnie character and, and the Lonnie storylines it, it's really bizarre because, yeah, like you said, I mean, really, you have Eli who he's good looking, he's a good person, and then you're just going to risk everything with him for Kristen, but then, like, where's the payoff on that? It's like you're not going all the way with that where she's actually going to leave Eli and go run off with Kristen. So what's the point of all this stuff to, like, put herself in danger for somebody that she's not like actually pursuing a relationship with it, it's just I don't know what these people are doing <laughs> yeah and, and as I'll say like some things they may be leading up to and then it, something happens like some people and that's the behind the scenes aspect that I kind of know a little bit about because you're like okay like this is clearly here why are we not going there and it and for whatever reason a producer or an actor isn't available enough or whatever and things get changed or they they have to switch midway through because you know Campbell soup doesn't want to you know be on the lesbian soap or, or lesbian prison time or whatever would likely happen with these characters <laughs> yeah that's true I mean we don't know exactly yeah. what's happening behind the scenes but if that's the case then they need to well in my opinion they need to write it for what they're able to do if they're not able yeah. to go there with that storyline the way they're playing it off is just kind of odd if they're not gonna go there so I feel like they need to make a decision and either just put these two characters together or not but for Lonnie to just be doing all these things and not pursuing a relationship with Kristen is just it, it's a weird story choice and Eli's just Oh, uh, I apologize. I'm sorry. Blah, like, what are you apologizing and sorry for? <laughs> yeah, her like, own dad is on your side, buddy. You're not wrong. <laughs> right. It's like, um, Brady can, can I be mad at you, a good but, guy like yeah. Eli? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Where are all the Eli's out there? I know. And, and that's the thing is like, I don't mind Brady being mad or because again, like Brady would be a bad, you know, baby daddy or whatever they are if he wasn't when, it, when all that was going on, but it's like, okay, but now like, he's like just off and forgotten about it. So why hadn't she like, I mean, yeah. now we have the babies and they've got a lot more going on. So maybe they have sort of dropped it, but um, you know, and, and we've got Chloe in Grady's orbit. So Kristen will be busy with, you know, trying to kill someone else, probably. Yeah, definitely. And maybe we'll get back to that old Kristen one of these days, because back in the day, like, she was not the same Kristen you're seeing now. So 
you know, we'll we'll see what they do with that character because I I prefer the way the character was, you know, back in the day when she was just when it was crazy, Lane, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a whole different person. <laughs> Yeah, and that's where I'll say, though, is what I've seen just in looking at the Aileen Davidson days and, um, well, pun intended, I guess, <laughs> days on days. But I love Stacy, and Stacy can do that. That just may be, they were trying to soften Kristen for a time being for this Brady and, you know, the baby and all that. Um, but I think, you know, maybe this thing with Chloe will bring the crazy Kristen back. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope it does because the way she's playing out now, it's just like, ugh, just go to prison, get off my screen, and just <laughs> be in prison for a while. Come, come back when you're the Kristen Demera that we know and love. Demera being the main word here in this sentence. <laughs> yeah, and I really because I'm I, I'm familiar with Teo because I've met him and he was Victor Cassadine on General Hospital as well. But I love me some Tony and Anna Demera. Like, I, can they not be on here all the time? Like, <laughs> yes, they are great. Like the whole Demera family, I, I feel is like one of the best families on the show. And yes, please bring back as many Demeras as possible. Some somehow find a way to bring Lexi back. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need we need more demerits yeah because like you know you have the new one in in jake and i love brandon and to me this is a fun character and it was sort of a way to bring stefan back on one hand but not the rapist so let's have this fun twin instead and and let brandon have fun with it because the silly accent and the, the mechanic and and all all that is fun and this is what i really like because i know a lot of people are not enjoying the chad gwen abigail either but i am and, and i know billy flynn he, you know he plays hockey so he's always right in my book and while chad may be the big douche and dimwit in this storyline this is the best material i've seen from billy flynn and and i'm enjoying that and i love marcy miller as abigail and emily o'brien to me is such a good addition to the cast because I get people not liking Gwen, but you have to understand that's a good soap villain right there. Her crazy talking to the Stefano picture and like, that's a fun thing to watch. And I think we're finally going to get some backstory. Like I, I know a lot of speculated, maybe she's Jack's daughter. That would be interesting. But what do you think of this whole thing? Honestly, this is one of the storylines. that's not one of my favorites. One of the things I, I really don't like about it is like it is just so long and drawn out with us not knowing exactly what Gwen's motives are. We know there's some reason why she wants to do all these things to Abby and, and others. Like we know there's reasons, but we don't know what those reasons are and like what's her connection to Rolf. Like there's just so many questions. And, and we've been having these questions for so long. It's like, please just tell me like, what's going on here? And yeah, I mean, maybe see she's Jack's kid. I mean, that would explain everything. But then who's her mom? And there's just too many questions for too long. Like I'm one of those soap watchers that gets impatient. And I'm like, no, I need to know. I need to know. Now I'm getting annoyed because I'm just, I'm not knowing what's happening here. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why I don't really like this storyline because it's so long and drawn out. And it's like, I want to know, I want to know. <laughs> but I guess that'll happen eventually. And I better be happy with, uh, <laughs> with the results. You know, it, right. Because it's like after such a long time of watching this play out, it's like, please have it be something that I like. Well, and <laughs> Although, I guess uh, that, would be, that would be what it broke up a little bit. 
Oh, I, I said I don't know exactly what that would be. Like, I don't know what my perfect yeah. conclusion would be to this long thing, but hopefully I'm not disappointed. Yeah, and, and how do I say this? Uh, GH and YNR must have much longer pacing than uh, days because to me, like, I get what you're saying, but there's, like, say, a storyline on GH that has been dropped and brought up, dropped and brought up, like, three or four times within the span of, like, two different actresses playing a role, it changing into three different characters, clearly, and it's played out over years. And this is why we're like, we do not care who her daughter is. We don't care. We've dealt with this. So that's me. I'm like, this has not even been a year. And so I'm like, oh, wow, days must have better pacing. And this is why I'm okay with this, because I'm like, oh, I love the fake out when it was, like, her telling Roth everything in the prison and then you're just like oh damn it I want to know and and I'm I'm curious and, and at least I know with Ron is that he probably had plan A and plan B and it may depend on who's available so uh that may be part of it as well because I know that that some of the issue is I don't know how bad how Gabby was supposed to be involved at all at some of this but with Camilla you know, coming, you know, leaving at first and then wanting to come back. And then uh, she had COVID and all this. So, so there, that could have something to do with it. Even though to me, I thought it was like the Demira Devereaux family more. Yeah, that definitely seemed to be the direction that they were going in with this story. But yeah, who knows? It's, it's just, a lot of questions that I need answered. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel like we're getting them within the next week, just based on like, okay, now everyone's figured out Gwen is up to something. And so there's not really any reason to keep it a secret anymore mm -hmm. because A, she already slept with Chad, kudos to her. And it, it's one of those things that she, everyone acts like, what's wrong with Chad? Like, how is he this insecure? This isn't, and to me, I, again, I haven't been watching as much, but when you hear him and they set it up with uh, Jake looking like Stefan and, and knowing the whole rape storyline, even though I think that was Tyler Christopher in the role, right? When it was, you know, uh, him and the Gabby altar. And it, it's like, but you still have to pretend like that's the same guy. That's the same face. And that's already delving in your insecurities. And then you have this devil in your ear with Gwen putting those back into your mind and thinking about that. And it's been a long time of her laying that groundwork and him delving into his own insecurities there. And so I don't feel like it's out of left field or kind of absurd. It, it is sad on their marriage, but that's kind of how guys are. Well, yeah. and it, I feel like Abby should know that yeah. you never, ever, ever have an attractive woman living in your house and being the nanny for your kids. Never. <laughs> yes. Um, that's what I love when Anna pointed that out. Like, yeah, the hot uh, hand that rocks the cradle, anyone? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come on, Abby, please don't even be surprised when this happens. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's what's funny is like everyone's sort of being a little dumb in one sense, but let's face it, we kind of don't always notice things, especially because they've had a lot going on. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's, that's true. And to but... me, why would they suspect Gwen in the beginning? I mean, this was just, it was a little all too random with the whole Jake thing, but who knows if she's been planning this for that long, 
she seems to have like a pretty long game. That might be why she ran here to escape from Jake and all of that with the book that was sort of the beginning, or at least that may write that in. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens, but she needs to go get herself a room in the Salem Inn because uh, <laughs> her, her, her being there in that Tamara mansion uh, it's like, come on, Abby, <laughs> get a clue. Get her out of your house. Yeah, I'm sure Gwen will be looking for other living quarters, uh, at least by next week. But that's what's so weird to me with Gabby coming back and then leaving. And, and I get that some of that they, they couldn't do anything about. But I, I was interested in her and uh, Jake in the beginning. But now that all the time passed and we built up this stuff with Kate... And now there's this buildup with Abigail, too. Do we even really need Gabby in this story? I mean, I think we need Gabby on the screen just because, like, she's pretty and nice to look at. So put her on the screen. But, but maybe but in a different in story. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, not, yeah. not in this yeah. particular story. Uh, I'm trying to think of what would be a good story for her because, of course, you can't just put someone on the screen because you're like, oh, she's pretty, put her on the screen. So they do need to come up with something good for her. But, I mean, not with that group because it's like, okay, they already have so much going on. Like, what, what is she really going to do? I, I, I don't know. But I know, like, the wardrobe people always, like, put her in some, like, really nice dress just sitting there in the living room, like, all dressed up and everything. So, I mean, I know they'll probably just put her there in the mansion looking good. But, okay, can you please give her a good story, though, that doesn't involve these people? I don't know. Maybe something with her brother. Because they need to do it's something with It's not like he has him. anything going on either. And that's sort of what I wonder is, like, I, like, you know, Camilla's acting I think Gabby was an interesting character but like you I feel like that storyline that that she was in before she left just they don't need her right now that's too much and where could she fit because I mean she is supposedly coming back and and will be filming soon but yeah like you say her brother has come back too and it's weird that he's the police commissioner and not Sean and they're putting him with Nicole but and I know Greg Vaughn, you know, is not likely to come back, but maybe we get a recast of Eric. Um, the whole Nicole, Eric stuff was just always very weird to me. And I love Greg Vaughn and I really like Ari Zucker, but I'm not the biggest Nicole fan. But again, like with some of these other characters, it may change. Because again, like you say, she's super pretty. And and if, you know, sitting her around in, in storylines, like, great, she's pretty, nice to look at. Let's look at that. But at least, you know, they don't dress her in Gabby chic because uh, because, yeah, that that would be really weird. It's it's weird enough on Gabby, like sitting around like that. It's like, do, do you make clothes for strippers? I don't I don't know. Like this whole thing is, is weird to me. But <laughs> yeah, Day's wardrobe choices are very interesting. Like Gabby will be sitting there in um you know, her, her stripper chic, but then you see, <laughs> looks like, you know, Belle and Marlena must share the same closet because they'll wear like these things that sometimes just seem so old fashioned. And it's like, okay, Marlena's a little bit older. Okay, fine. But Belle, like, I don't know, like some of the wardrobe choices are just really strange. <laughs> Yeah, like that seems to be like a soap staple. There are some people where you're like, man, their wardrobe is always flawless. And then there's other people that you're like, what did they do? Like, do they hate them? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's odd. But, you know, I guess that's kind of like real life too. Because yeah. in real life, <laughs> some people, you know, 
dress like a stripper some people dress like a grandma like and that's just <laughs> how they are <laughs> yeah like and, and that's one thing to be as crazy as soaps are like especially days because days to me already and and i already knew like of who dr rolf was even before coming in and that no one's ever really dead you can't really trust any of that like be, because it's so crazy like that stuff is so out of this world but most of the soap is so human and and that's how they all are and it's really all at its core about family and people and these people you can relate to or you know somebody who is like them and sometimes that can uh, make reactions good or bad <laughs> but, yeah and that's definitely one of the things i love the most about it is that it is relatable in a way because you see these characters as people who are very flawed like even the characters that you love there, there's definitely some things off about pretty much everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's just like real life. And so I think that's really nice to see on the screen and, and just so many different types of people on the screen. It's not like, oh, all these characters are basically the same type of person. No, like everybody is so different. And, and I think that's nice because everybody can definitely find at least somebody on the show that they relate to. Yeah, and two, sometimes it may be the same character, just a different actor. As soap fans, we're a little bit more forgiving because we understand, like, recast and, and the, you know, people, you know, sometimes want to go on and do different things. I mean, this is like a full-time job, and it, it goes on for a long time. And uh, just a couple things before we wrap up our day's talk on uh, the recast with uh, Melissa Reeves going out and well, one of my favorites, Katie McLean, coming in to play I almost called her Dixie Devereaux. It's like, no, uh, Jennifer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, are you enjoying this recast? Because as someone who wasn't, I mean, Melissa Reeves had barely been on when I was watching, and she was not somebody I'd really even heard much about other than, oh, she's Jennifer on days. Her husband, Scott, was in YNR and GH, so I was very familiar with him. So I don't have that much to go on. But as a longtime viewer, do, do you enjoy this? Um, you know, I guess I would just have to say, no, I don't like it. <laughs> and, and the reason why, um, and, and this is, you know, no offense to Katie, um, but for me, Melissa is Jennifer. And, and that's because I have seen her in this role for so many years. It's like, that's my Jennifer. And I feel like sometimes when somebody is in a role for so long, I don't want to see them recast. Like, for example, when, when Christian Alfonso left, I do not want to see another Hope. If Deirdre Hall ever leaves, I don't want to see another Marlene. I don't want to see another John if Drake Hogeson ever leaves. Like, there's certain characters where it's like, they've been on the show for so long, I don't want a recast. And I feel like the show feels that way about some characters. Because, like, for example, with Sammy, like, Ali Sweeney, she has been gone sometimes for years at a time, but then when she comes back, the role is, is still there for her. It has never been recast. And I feel like Jennifer is one of those characters where I, I don't want it to be recast because it's been the same person for so long. And and for me, like, that's who the, the character is. It's, it's this particular actor. And maybe, you know, after a while, I you know might be okay with the recast but but for now it's it's still new and I'm still just feeling like um like Melissa is Jennifer 
Yeah. And, and that's the thing when you've been watching and you recognize and with recasts, I mean, it takes a while, especially when you come into someone else's story. And I feel like that was the only reason they did it is because Melissa did not want to come back, um, which was her prerogative after, you know, the break, because, uh, you know, she doesn't live there and there's there's logistics and and I'm sure there's all sorts of reasons, but it's, it's really irrelevant that there, there was already story planned for Jennifer. So they didn't uh want to just have her leave especially because of certainly with what's playing out with jack and with when she was going to be the center so i feel like that's the reason they did it because they kind of had to and that's why i mean i assume a lot of long-term fans are forgiving certainly because uh, so twitter was not always the biggest fan of, of melissa but it's one of those things that I do feel like this is short term and to be selfish, even though I watch them all, I kind of wish Katie and her husband were on uh, GH together. It was nice to see the back of John Lindstrom's head as Jack <laughs> the other day for their New Year's kiss. But uh, I, you know, don't have that affinity for the Jack and Jennifer love story. So I feel like this was part of something they had to kind of play out with uh, Melissa off and that's fine. But I do wonder if she'll come back or if Katie is more long-term because of everything, because that character is popular. And sometimes it has to be like, because the character of Carly on General Hospital has been recast uh, successfully three out of four times, like four times. And again, no offense to Jennifer Bradsford, but she didn't really have enough time uh, to get into the role and get the same fan reception as say the other three being, you know, Tamara Bond being one of them. And that's sort of the thing is uh, eventually people kind of get on board with a recast, like, or, you know, there's always the holdouts, but it's one of those things that it, it could be a case of if the actor doesn't want to come back, would you be okay with this for a long period of time? Or would you just rather see Jennifer off for a little bit? And then we'll see where it goes from there. Because like you say, and, and I'm glad you brought up Christian Alfonso as Hope. It's one of those things that she is Hope and she's played Hope for 37 years. So I understand why, you know, with the break, she would want to, you know, not come back. Because a lot of people opted to, they they maybe you know, and I think she was supposed to be off for a while. Any three out of four times, like four times, and again, no offense to Jennifer Bradsford, but she didn't really have enough time uh, to get into the role and get the same fan reception as say the other three, being you know Tamara Bond being one of them, and that's sort of the thing is, uh, eventually people kind of get on board with a recast, like or you know, there's always the holdouts, but. It's one of those things that it could be a case of if the actor doesn't want to come back, would you be okay with this for a long period of time? Or would you just rather see Jennifer off for a little bit? And then we'll see where it goes from there. Because like you say, and, and I'm glad you brought up Christian Alfonso as Hope. It's one of those things that she is Hope and she's played Hope for 37 years. So I understand why, you know, with the break, she would want to, you know, not come back. Because a lot of people opted to, they they maybe, you know, and I think she was supposed to be off for a while anyway, and just was like, eh, which, which is fine. But I do hope that she at least comes back to wrap up Hope's storyline, just because even as a new viewer, that that's that big hanging Chad out there that, that yeah. will always be there. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely, I would love for her to come back 
Although, I mean, of course, and I'm I'm pretty sure most fans agree with me, we would love for her to come back and somehow, like, have a happy ending with Bo, which, I mean, most likely won't happen because they killed him off a while yeah. ago. But... I mean, that was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who knows? I mean, this this is Salem. And in Salem, people come back from the dead all the time. Uh, and of course, I, I'm pretty sure everyone feels like that would be the, the best for her. It would be to, to go off with Bo. But, um, you know, going back to, to Jennifer, I, I, I do think that if Katie does stay for a while, one of the things that um, may be kind of interesting is... For example, one of the things that I like so much about Melissa as Jennifer is Christian as Hope and and the two of them together and their relationship and friendship and like they're cousins, but they're friends. And it's just so cute seeing them together. But now that Hope and Christian are gone and, and Melissa's gone, you know, so I feel like since there's other changes happening, yeah, I, I feel like that is one of the things that's like, okay, well, at least, you know, it's not like this is the only new thing happening. Like there's, there's a bunch of new things happening. So I feel like we'll kind of just see how this plays out with all the newness and how it all kind of comes together. And, and we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep my mind open a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because like I say, when, when you've been watching a soap and that person is a character for so long, and there are certain characters that aren't recastable I, I agree with you that hope is one of them because again like with marlena and deidre hall and and john with drake hoaxon i knew who they were even as a non-days watcher like Bo and hope and john and marlena everybody knows that and i guess jack and jennifer were sort of in their way uh, a popular couple too but say to me like patch and kayla i could easily get into and i feel like they're not recastable because uh, they were also catherine and Stefan for me on uh general hospital and and they were a big thing so it's it's unfortunate especially when there is that super couple and one actor still there but we've seen sunny do it with every single one of the carlies so so it can be done <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it yeah. can be done. So, so yeah, we'll we, we'll we'll see. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll. I mean, I'll continue to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that that you have me. Um, I'm gonna keep watching. So, so hopefully, we like most of what comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. But speaking of things coming out, you just wrote a book. Yes, I did. I wrote a book. It's called Monologues and Scenes 101. And it is a collection of 101 monologues and scenes. And I, I just honestly, I just kind of did it like, all of a sudden, like I wrote all of it between um, October and December of this year. So it was, it was two months, I just, just wrote it. And I, I guess, you know, it just kind of gave me something to do because I've been spending a lot of time in my house. And so I um I got the idea because uh, Gloria Calderon Collette, who she's the one who did the show One Day at a Time. Yeah, she has this YouTube series that is just very helpful, and she talks about a lot of the things that she's done in her career. And one of the things that she mentioned is that she wrote a monologue book. And so when I heard that, I, I got really inspired, and I was thinking like, Wow, she wrote a monologue book. Hmm, like my wheels started turning, like. I think that's something I'll do. And so, um, so yeah, so that's where the idea came from. And so I just did it. <laughs> 
Yeah. And that's one of the positive things, again, to come out of 2020 and uh, the pandemic and everyone being isolated in their homes is so many of us took this time to create and took this time to ourselves to to make something, to bring something out there into the world. And yeah, like it's so great that you were inspired by her on a YouTube channel and people forget how much really good DIY type stuff or just these inspirations that's out there on the internet. Not everything is on daytime television as much as we love it. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and just to, to sit there and write down like a monologue book, I would have never thought of that. So that's cool. Yeah, and, and I may not have thought about it either if I, I didn't happen to to hear her say that that was something that she had done but yeah it, it just I, it was just something that I was like you know what let me just do this and I, I decided to write 101 of them because I thought like oh that sounds kind of cool like monologues and scenes 101 kind of like you know like a college class will be like yeah. whatever whatever 101 and so I was thinking like oh this sounds kind of cool like I'll do 101 and then as I started writing that <laughs> what did I get myself into? A hundred and one. <laughs> like, I, I didn't realize when the idea first came that a hundred and one is a lot. Like, so it ended up being really time consuming. And, um, you know, it took a lot of time. But I, once I committed in my mind, like, hey, this is something I'm going to do, I decided to do it. And then I gave myself a deadline of, I am going to have this done in 2020. Like, it is going to be out there on Amazon for the whole world to, to buy in 2020. And, and so I, I was pleased that I was able to, um, you know, honor that little self-imposed deadline and, and have it out. I released it in, in December. Yeah. And, and I think that's what people forget is that everything is self-imposed, especially like right now. So, so you have to self-impose your own deadlines and that's great that you were able to stick to that and you were like no and that's really all it takes is the the act of setting it and then the act of doing it and what do you think's harder writing 101 monologues or taking care of 101 dalmatians hmm. <laughs> good question <laughs> i would definitely say it would be more difficult to take care of 101 dalmatians because I mean, those that's are like a absurd. whole bunch. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, how did Cruella Deville do it? I mean, I I don't know. My mind blown. I I mean, it's difficult enough taking care of one dog, but a hundred and one of them. And Dalmatians are rambunctious. Like we have one big husky, and it takes both me and my mom to wrangle that little boy in. I can't imagine the hundred and one Dalmatians. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, I I couldn't do that. But um, yeah, so I, other than your book, one thing we were both busy during the pandemic doing was Forever and Today, the first audio soap opera to come back to its roots during that. And it's so funny because in the first episode of this show, I talked about somebody really should do that. Somebody should do a audio soap opera podcast because there's no production going on. And that's something you can do from your home and people can do from anywhere. And I was so happy when Candace contacted me to do Forever in the Day. How, how did you get the role? Well, it, it's, it's an interesting story because I was on Twitter and I saw that my friend Brandon, Brandon Larkins, yeah. he had made a post on Twitter that he had just been cast in this show. And so then I started following the show on Twitter 
for the sole purpose of supporting my friend. And so um, it's interesting, like lesson to everybody, like, you yeah. know, support people and, and hey, sometimes something unexpectedly good can happen for you too. Um, even though like, you know, your intention was just like, oh, let me, let me support my friend. So I started following the show on Twitter and then on Twitter, they posted a casting notice. They were like, hey, you know, we're casting for these roles, you know, contact us if you're interested. And so I contacted them. And so from my audition, I had to do a monologue um, that that was, it, it's, um, gosh, I, I'm like, it, it's hard because a lot of the content from the monologue um, involves things that you don't know about until season two, which hasn't been oh, released yeah. yet. <laughs> like no spoilers guys (laughs) right so I'm not gonna say what that monologue was about but um but yeah so that was my audition piece and and yeah then I got the role and I was just so happy and excited to be participating because I mean so many reasons but I mean of course I I love soaps and I was sitting in my house without much to do and to, to get an opportunity where, you know, I, I can just do something that I love, which is acting right here in my house. And once I started reading the scripts, I was very impressed with the content. Like the storytelling is amazing. The character development is amazing. Casey, Candice are really great writers. And so for me to be able to work with such good material, um it's just been amazing working with those two because the stories that they tell are really good and also the diversity of the cast I really appreciate because like most daytime shows don't really have as much diversity as I would like like even Days of Our Lives for example which I love um could definitely have more diversity (laughs) yeah the fact that this was the first african-american wedding this year i was shocked like that i'm like you know the abc soaps that that was a huge staple now they they had their missteps uh for certain years and yr as well but like i was shocked at how little representation days had until recently yeah yeah it 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 is disappointing because I, I would like to see all different types of people on the screen. And of course, I want to see people that look like me. And, and that doesn't really happen um, as much as I would like. But on <laughs> forever in a day, that's not the case. Like from day one, just looking at, you know, the pictures of all the different people involved, you can very easily see there are all different types of people and I really appreciate that and the storylines that are written for everybody it's not stereotypical stuff it, it's good juicy stories for everybody and I, I, I think that that is great and that's one of the things I love about the show yeah like not to spoil too much for people but like you get like a legit lesbian uh spoiler alert won't use the word but yeah like like there's a lot coming up guys that that you haven't really seen on some of the other shows i mean even uh going back to days like you were there for the will and sunny triangle with uh god christopher sean's character was it paul he was always really cute so i knew who he was (laughs) yeah 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 so they had yeah yeah, on days they you know they had a little bit of diversity here and there oh let me you know show these people a little bit okay now they're gone now they're you know yeah (laughs) 
me show these people a little bit. Okay, well, whatever. Let me put them on the back burner or whatever. And I mean, you know, no shade to days. I love the show. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, they, they could definitely do a lot better in the diversity department. So yeah, with Forever and a Day, it's just like, you're you're gonna have a character that you can relate to in some way it doesn't matter if you're you know black white old young gay straight whatever like that you're gonna be represented and and I think that's great yeah and 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 it's really fun to do and what I like and this is what you see just in creating itself and when you're acting with people you really develop these friendships, even though we're all in different parts of the country right now. And that's something that we have the privilege of being an audio soap opera. And that's the reason we are getting these great New York soap actors on the show. Like when I found out I was working with Beth Ellers, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think that's amazing. Also doing the audio that, yeah, we get to work with people that ordinarily it would be very difficult to get like, all of us, you know, at the same place at the same time, because we're all living in different parts of the country. And so to be able to, to work with everybody, that is, is definitely amazing. So I, I really love that. Yeah. And before we keep talking and accidentally spoil something, because I know like um, I could do that since we've already taped all of season two, you guys can catch that uh, forever and a day on their channel where it where this podcast is found and new episodes drop February 1st. So be on the lookout for that. And so Stephanie, as we are, I called you by your character name. (laughs) That's funny. So Christina, who plays Stephanie in Forever and a Day, who I love, by the way, where can they keep up the conversation with you on social media if they want to do that? You can find me on social media at Miss Christina 617. So that's um, M-I-S-S-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A 617 on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm there. All right. And one more time, where can they find your book? And my book, um, Monologues and Scenes 101, is for sale on Amazon. All right, guys. And since I'm Lucretia Lyon, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And the first audio soap opera that went back to the roots of the genre during the quarantine, forever and today, is back February 1st. So be sure you're subscribed to that show as well. It's on all podcast platforms. You can find this one. Stay safe and sane, Soap fans, and keep your eyes and ears peeled as we have a lot of surprises coming up on Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.